0: more.
1: and blessings. Welcome to the Hour of Power, and we have two powerful spiritual leaders that we're going to be speaking to today, and actually three. I consider myself a spiritual leader, and as we all should be spiritual leaders of ourselves, but these are two people who have researched and who have published books to give honor and praise to the spiritual energy on the 21st century. Before I bring them on, I'd like to do the unity prayer, which um, was created by uh, Baba Falashe, Awo Falashe, and it's beautiful and it says everything that I want to say in my heart. Olo Dumari, we greet you in thanksgiving and appreciation that we may come together in the name of Mother Earth O'Neilly with one heart and one mind. It is our intention to gather in prayer so that we may transform the negative elements in the world that would see humanity enslaved in the illusion of lack, limitation, and confusion. We call upon your us, Jay, to unite us in like-mindedness, balance, and good character so that your ashe may flow through us collectively and have a powerful influence for those who seek to keep us in ignorance. We ask that we be able to recognize those same elements that we seek to change in the world within ourselves and overcome them with the strength and the spirit of the warrior. Let us be a tool for change, for the wisdom of the ancestors to flow through, so that we know at every turn how to be victorious in our lives and be examples for the world to look towards. We thank you for your guidance and so it is, ashe 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 Oh. And I'm so excited. I'm blessed that you guys have joined us. I I, I hope that uh, Yahya is you is on. Uh, actually is H. And then let me get the the. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. I say, I say, you yeah. know, I try to say your name. I know it's a but
2: uh
1: rule. You yeah I You
2: is fine. Dude. Yeah the the whole
1: attribute we with the you guys well i'm excited because uh first of all i want to hear about your travels and um any of your spiritual mat, you know uh insights that you you know opened up because this is clearly a time of opening and on the mm-hmm. time, we have the blood moon coming which uh, lets us know that there's major change out there, as well as hopefully you have an do to share with us. We also have Dr. Ayela uh, Kumari on. I say she's a beautiful sister, and I'm glad that we have this trio of power going on. I say, I say, I say.
3: It's good to be here.
1: Okay, so we're gonna start with Haru. He's gonna share with us what he's been doing. I'm so excited! I was waiting for the book. I don't know what happened to the book. I was supposed to get a, a late. I sure wanted to read that book.
2: Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we
1: definitely get one for you. Yeah, I know you got a lot of them, but um, I was talking about grasping the divine power.
2: Okay, all right. Well, we'll definitely make sure the team, I'll make sure you get one, one out to you, you. know, I say. But, uh, and, and, yeah.
1: and just send me a link because I don't mind supporting okay. this project. All right.
2: Yeah. That's not a problem. Of course, okay. the book, um, at any time, uh, any book that we have coming out of the Anu family, those can be acquired at anu-bookstore.com. Uh, and Anu is A-N-U. A new hyphen bookstore, you know, A as in Africa, N as in Nigeria, U as in Universal. Um, so, you know, most of the, most of the uh, copies that are currently available, you know, are there as well for people to peruse. You know, anyone who's listening.
1: Okay, so I wanted to uh, be a part of the teaching, but I don't think I got it mm-hmm. from Rhode Island. Didn't get the link to participate. They had
2: a date okay. and then it never came. Oh, the Rhode Island? Yeah, we actually we did Rhode Island. We um we had two venues that we were looking at, and we ended up canceling the first the first one uh, just because the the energy of of another space was much better, and um, just felt it was more accommodating. You know, even though we're we're moving, you know, we we are a structured order and and um and movement. But ultimately, what what spirit guides and leads for us to do is is how it's going to go down. So, you know, um, we ended up doing a different date in uh, Rhode Island, and it was a very successful event. It was really beautiful. You know, uh, so we we did the Rhode Island spot, but we'll be back down. I'm presenting another workshop um, in the city, New York City, uh, in a short time. Yeah, and then this summer we have a tour going on we'll be hitting spots from New York to California and back, so um definitely you probably will be coming to a town there near, near you and and everyone else uh very soon. well I certainly go coming
1: to Minnesota or you do New York and I'm
2: doing New york <laughs> <laughs> well you know if there's a if there's an interest in a, in an area and and people are are um you know, are open, you know, to having us come and, and the vibration is there. We'll definitely come through. You know, uh, individuals can always send emails to um, questions at org. the word questions at org. if they are in a particular locality and, you know, would like to maybe help set something up where they're at. But, um, you know, we're definitely not opposed to coming to where you're at, you know. Um, if you're there and we know the vibration is there, so... You know, you could definitely try to set something up.
1: I'll say, well, I did find a little community here that are spiritually mm-hmm. open. they still, you know, they, they're they still, um, you know, maximizing the Christ message because the Christ consciousness is out there. So a right. lot of people are tied into the Christ consciousness. So they are understanding mm-hmm. that it's a time for life. It's a time to free your heart of hate and hating and all those negative things uh, because they serve no purpose in your own life. hmm
2: hmm Yeah, this is true. I mean, people are kind of waking up now. Um, and, you know, that, that brings me to what you were even speaking about earlier about wanting to hear about the travels. You know, of course, I just came back from the continent. And, um, you know, people are maybe not so much, you know, uh, Christ-conscious, Christ-style over there, but they certainly are very Jesus-centered, you know, mm-hmm. um, on the continent. And, you know, it, even there, it's very interesting because because of, of, of global warming, you know, in the coast areas on the continent now, a lot of the resorts and even some of the fishing villages are losing, they're losing their spaces, they're losing their homes, you know, um, because uh, a lot of those coastal governments they're not building break walls to stop the uh tide from coming in because of global warming, the water's coming closer to the land
1: right. you know
2: um so a lot of individuals um and you can see it like it's it's um you know with these within even a couple of years, you see a big difference um a lot of the coconut trees and stuff that have been aligning the waters in Ghana and Nigeria they're all washed away, you know so is very interesting just in terms of the change and uh some of the things that people have thought would be there forever. You know, so when I when I touch down and, you know, when I'm speaking, uh, a lot of individuals have expressed uh well to me, you know, have expressed a need to learn a little bit more. Um, because when you go, you know, over to the continent a lot of folks are still their their understanding of Christianity and their movement it's kind of like how it was here in the fifties and the sixties,
4: right? You know, so you, you yeah, true. you still have a
2: very strong Eurocentric. Like you're not going to see any of the, the the slick pictures of Jesus with the dreadlocks and and all that. You're not going to see that over there, you know. If they're still using the hippie curly hair version, you know, uh, with the, the, the Eurocentric so very- one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the good times point. Oh, yeah. well, i i so. agree
3: i I was married to a Nigerian for years, and I probably knew more about his own culture than he did
4: oh <laughs> and, yeah um, yeah and
3: I'm very familiar with that and and it's a shame because you were talking about the um the oceans moving in and mm-hmm. so on, and if they were more in touch. With their traditions, as they had been in the in the past, they would understand what the ocean is saying, that right. the ocean is speaking to them. I've been receiving messages for the past um, couple of weeks now directly from um, the the spirit of the ocean, from Molo Koon, and talking uh-huh. about stop killing my baby Stop. Ki-. There's a right. lot of things that they're doing to the ocean, and that is being allowed at the ocean, and it's speaking. You know, they have forgotten that it has consciousness, and that Mm -hmm. it will communicate. And failure to know that, to connect with your very roots, keeps you from understanding what then needs to be done um, to secure yourself, to secure the communities, and so on. And it's happening globally. So,
2: yeah. yeah, Definitely on the continent, one of the things I experienced was there were select few, which really mirrors that pataki, you know, when um, Olokun, flooded the planet, you know, because mm. he was upset about how his beloved, um, was the, the young lady, how she was being treated. And it was Obatala, you know, who came and, and dropped the chain down and was, and was able to save some people, you know, and, mm. that, and obviously, and, and chained uh, Olokun to the bottom of the ocean floor and, you know, talk him down, basically. But, you know, um, it's, it, it's kind of critical. You, you, can, um, you can see that being played out right now on the continent, you know, just in Mm -hmm. terms of the mass level of cultural crazy and cultural insanity that the people Mm -hmm. have fully invested in and how those waters are coming forth. But then you have a select few, especially amongst the youth, who are stepping forward and trying to find out what their grandfathers and grandmothers were doing in in the bush when they were burning the fires and giving the offerings, you know. Mm -hmm. And when I was there, that was a lot of the, the dialogue I was having and I had even expressed to one, one young uh, group of people, I said, you know, it's a shame that I would have to come all the way from America, all the way mm-hmm. over here, and teach you how to be an African,
4: yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But
2: it's, it's the same thing you're saying. It's that olakoon energy representing that subconscious mind and the, and the sleeping of the people going deep down into that subconscious that's getting ready to take over um, a lot of those, those coastal areas you know
1: and that's that's a sign within itself you know yes it is. absolutely i say it is a sign within itself and how horrible that they um while we are rejecting being put upon the gods of uh of the enslavers that they who were not enslaved you know in that way they was more colonized and control that they have become connected and um, you know really um, let go of the cultural based spirituality in um, pursuit of who they think is stronger you know mm. I mean it, it's got the perception is is that they think that the white gods are stronger and It's not even about colors. It's about behaviors, you know. And you have so many of them in power that are crooks and, you know, charlatans. Well, they followed
3: followed their colonizer system of power um, and and how they've controlled. They followed greed and um, um, a lot of egocentric pursuits at the sacrifice of the people and at the sacrifice of the community itself. Um, and then following that path, you know, more of their ancestors are standing back saying, okay, if you don't acknowledge us, if you don't acknowledge our people, you're you're committing crimes against your own people at this point. And it's time to come back home. I think that's a, a critical factor that we're missing. And, you know, I've had this discussion with several people, continental Africans who have made comments about, um, oh, you Americans are trying to play African, quote, unquote, and, um, So on and they speak so arrogantly and yet so ignorantly. It's amazing sometimes. (laughs) And so, but you know, there are those that still hold it, but they're in the bush. You know, they're not. um, They're not in the urban areas. Those that still hold that knowledge and that wisdom are still in the bush. Um, They're still keeping quiet, um, and they're not coming out um, as you know. They're not on the internet so much to speak and. Um, but there is a turnaround that you know, as you said, they are happening, um, and it's interesting because I have found, you know, years ago they there's a lot of people that would say, well, you know, if you bring over anything American, Africans will embrace it. You know, so if you you know go over there, bring all your old your old designer clothes, your old designer shoes, whatever it is, and they'll they'll embrace it because they really are trying to emulate America, African Americans particularly. And so it seems that there's been a turnaround, it seems like, in the last 20 years or so, that as more African Americans have truly embraced their um, their African uh, heritage and, and spirituality, not just the political consciousness of it, but their, uh, the spirit of Africa itself, um, many of them are also waking up and saying, well, hey, we've had this all along. And perhaps there's something that we've missed along the way, and... Um, you know, there's, there's so many thousands of evil shrines that have been burned down to the ground, and, and so on. There's only a few that are left, and yet now they're they're saying, well, maybe we should have kept all of that, <laughs> and maybe there was something that we're missing because we are going back there in masses, saying, hey, where's the spirit? You know, we want to learn, we want to know, and um, and they're taking notice now. Isn't
1: that terrible? That is terrible. That really is terrible. And it, and the it truth be told, you know that even though they were working in in you know, I guess in support with the support of the colonized government, whatever European government that was, um, and still you see it in these countries where um, they still control things. There's still imagery. Of Africans as animals, Africans as you know, just you know, making a lot of foul jokes about African people, and you know we have to we have to really get begin to take action against images of African Americans, African people in general in the negative. We have to let. Sure. We have
3: to really dispel that, you know, and Absolutely. work. Well, it's you know, it's a it's a it's an ethnicity thing, and there's there's many, you know, ethnicities that um, are, there's over three thousand ethnic ethnic cultures um, on the continent, and you know, there's still this ethnicity versus that. Igbo still don't like Yoruba. Um you know there's there's you know the the ga and the Aka'an are still you know enemies and so on and so forth, so this issue of ethnicity um lends itself to both being very pride- you know having great pride in their their ethnic heritage um and also being in conflict and you know what I've come to understand is what I now call African diasporans um we have a sense of our own ethnic identity that has been shaped with over three thousand three hundred years of um, being um, throughout the diaspora, you know, that gives us some things that are, you know, unique to us that we also bring to the table. Um, and for me, you know, particularly after some of those conversations, I found that it is time for us to truly um, embrace who we are, even as, you know, as diasporans and our, and embrace our experience um, and what we have brought to the table. Because what we've done is we've brought the, the, the attitude of, survival and thriving. We are the ones who made it through. We are the ones who went through, you know, our own cultural initiation um, through the Middle Passage that um, brought us to a whole new place um, in our own group. We had no more time for your are your I'm your boat, we're enemies, you know, and, and so on. We were all in the same boat, which forced us to have to um, work together and unite under a common ancestral banner um, in order for us to survive, in order for us to transcend and we did that. Um, you know, Do we have the battle scars and the wounds that came with it? We sure did but we still held it down and there are traditions in the spirit and the ancient uh, cultures still remain and we are still coming back and reviving those things more fervently than ever. And okay. so there's a whole thing that you know we, as you know, African diasporans, have to also now embrace um, as we contribute um, instead of just imitating. You know what we think it means to be an African. We now contribute with our own, um, with our own wisdom as well um, to the body of of knowledge that our ancestors, both um, in the diaspora as well as on the continent have contributed to the world.
1: And, um, you know,
3: it's 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 time for that. Our ancestral bloodlines, I was talking about the bloodline to a, a, a friend, and, you know, they were talking about, well, your bloodlines are, you know, you don't know where they are, and so on. I said, yeah, but, you know, eight generations, an African-American that has had eight generations back can trace their bloodline to up to 256 ancestral lines, which means that, How large is that in terms of how we can receive our ancestral knowledge through 256 bloodlines um, throughout the continent? So while it may not be one particular bloodline, one particular ethnicity, um, we are able to also tap into the bloodline, the DNA consciousness of an entire massive line of people. And there's something I think that's unique in that that is um, needing to be more explored um, from that perspective that um, we didn't lose it all. It's it's still right there. It's a matter of tapping that, that unconscious, that superconscious, that ancestral consciousness um, to revive it. You know, And all we have to do is know the tools and how to do so. And so that's kind of what you know I uh, focus on is how do we revive it, how do we bring it back, how do we remember that which was fragmented and lost, um, and how do we connect it to what is going on now, and how do we use it to move forward and to transcend and to reach our greatest and highest potential both as individuals as well as as a community um, and as a global community.
1: So. so that was a big question, Haru. And I know that you've already written about it, so, you know, you want to share how we... Uh, Transcend the negativity of, you know, dogma and all that other stuff that holds us down, so that we can meet our spiritual unity. Hmm.
2: Sure, you know, I'll I'll share it via um, Ifa Odu that was given uh, for this this month. That we're currently working in, because uh, unfortunately my time is limited. So I'm going to give the Odu, and then I'm going to, um, you know, I'll give that, I'll answer that via that Odu, and then I'll, I'll allow you to, to continue on, you know, to move forward. But, um, you know, last month, uh, the month of March, you know, it's very interesting because we're we're in a strong Oya season right now, and um, in the month of March, our O'Doo was, uh, was um, Osha Kanran And when you're dealing with Osha Kanran You're dealing with the joining Of Oya and the hunter Ochosi. You know so Oya also being The dare woman This speaks about you know being hunted Being tracked, being marked uh, But more importantly uh, That which is being marked Or that which is being tracked Is how we perceive and how we look at the world You know speaking about our, our particular perception, our viewpoint, is very valuable to the parasitic elite in the world, those who would want to know what your opinion is, is about, about certain things. You know, uh, for instance, a lot of times, and we're speaking about, again, March, but a lot of times uh, people speak about the, uh, the ethnic cleansing or the genetic annihilation that it seems that, that certain powers and certain people are waging against those who are melanin-dominant. But the, the reality and the truth is that uh, those individuals would never uh, attempt to completely wipe out people who are melanin-dominant because people who are melanin-dominant are needed here on a planet to decode the planet. You know, so when you buy these these books with the hieroglyphs in them and you buy the books with the Medu in them and you buy these these books that have these Europe patakis in them and then you go on the YouTube and the social networks and you give your interpretation and you break down things and you give the old do of the month. There are individuals who are listening. Because that those particular sets of information were left here for only a certain group of people to fully grasp and understand. Because the, the information speaks to the way that they think. It speaks to their chemistry. You know, mm-hmm. so last month we were really dealing with an energy um, where our people had to kind of come into a space of, 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 of deeper courageousness, about really respecting and holding tight their perception, holding tight their perspective. And the Odu for this month is is Shah And Shah is the joining of Yemoja and, and Oya. So, again, we still have this, this Oya uh, influence or the influence of uh, chaotic transformation uh, still in place. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, we know there's still a process that's going on. But more importantly, um, that Odu of Idisa. you know, when, when we're dealing with that, and, again, I'm answering this question about how we overcome these harmful uh, vibes and, and this oppressive energy. Uh, that's present, and E.D. Shah speaks about one who learns how to take themselves very lightly but take the world very seriously. Okay? And it speaks about one who um, respects the fact that their foundation is precious. precious. Okay? So they don't run away from the um, the cause of their foundation. When you're dealing with E.D. Shah, oftentimes you're dealing with one who is running away from um, the call of chieftaincy or the call of some form of community service, you know, or community title. Okay, ED, which is the ODU, uh, which speaks strongly to our, our, our dear Yemoja. Uh, ED itself, the word means foundation or it means it's represented by uh, a woman's buttocks, a woman's behind. And what that what that means when you when you're dealing with the idea of the woman's behind, you're dealing with the foundations that we sit upon. The the behind is the throne for every ruler on the world. The woman's behind, you know, and we know this when we look in our again comedic systems and we see images of Heyru and Orset and he's always on, sitting on her lap, suckling from her breast. You know, so um one of the critical things in this time right now is respecting the mother. And what I mean by respecting the mother, not necessarily literally, although that's not a bad thing to do, but respecting the, um, the wisdom origins that we come from and not running from them. Everyone is seeking your wisdom. Everyone is seeking your, your, your perspective and your, your worldview. And now is mm-hmm. a time where you, you cannot run from it. Now is a time where you have to um, start speaking to S. U. more. Okay. Start speaking to issue to open up those looking glasses, so you can look back into your foundations to understand some things. So this month of April is going to be a strong month where um, for those who are listening who have been getting calls, not just to spiritual position. I'm not talking about people saying, "Oh, I feel like I should I should be initiated." Not so much that, but people who have been getting calls, um, whether it be internally or externally to serve certain positions in the community, whether it be to be on a board of something or to join a big brother, big sister's program, whatever. But you, you know what it is. Now is a season where you don't want to run from that because what's going to happen soon, you're going to stop getting the call from it, for it. And you've got to remember something. It, it's only in our, our flesh bodies here in IA in the third dimension, that we have this concept of time. When we're dealing with the Orisha and we're dealing with the emanations of Olodumare. They don't they don't deal with time. So therefore, they'll let you fade away. They'll let a whole other generation fade away. And they'll just try to try this again with the next generation if you don't want to do it. You're not that precious that, you know, the whole spiritual kingdom is gonna stop and wait for you to get your act together. Okay, so <laughs> this is the time now when you wanna answer those calls. Okay? So we really wanna be looking at political and um and social contribution in this time beyond the pursuit for uh religious title and accolades and, and ceremony. Okay. You know, that's
4: okay.
1: That's very That's possible, but we're not letting you off the, the hook so good. You can't Yeah. That's a no. We got plenty more of things, you know, that uh you know, there's some since of hot topics and we haven't had a male perspective. So it's not to argue with you or anything, just to have your perspective on you know, things uh, that uh, as far as like the Odoo and stuff, um, there are some uh, things like people feel that women's interpretation of Odoo may not be as strong as the Babalawa, whatever, do you see any um, differences in that particular um, area?
2: Do, are you asking me, um, do, do women interpret Odoo differently than men?
1: Uh, I know they do. I'm saying, do you, in terms of the, the strength or whatever, you know, in terms oh, of. the strength
2: the- of the interpretation. No, well, I'm not, no, no, I'm no. Not-
1: that. I'm talking about, um, in terms of the role of Ianipa e and the role of Lao, uh, would say Ianipa e be able to rise to the Abraba position or, you know, I mean, because now, you know, the Pope is opening up the door for women to go to, um, high levels in the the Catholic ministry. So I'm just wondering in terms of and this might be and you could tell me if it's too much but this is something that I wanted to hear from a male perspective because uh, you know through our legacy it seems like women are always put in the bottom and it's like everything that we had has been taken from us, and everybody's got the power, but mm-hmm. we really have the power. In mm-hmm. my, so I wanted to know, how did you see it as a male thing? You know.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the first people? thing, mm-hmm. the first thing we need to look at and acknowledge is the fact that the word Odu means womb. Okay, so we have to start there. The word Odu means womb. Okay, and in the name even of Baba Lao, Baba Lao is comprised of Baba El Awo. So you have the term Awo in there. Awu meaning mystery. Mysteries lie in the dark. Okay? The womb is a place that that encompasses and cradles darkness which is owned by a woman. Okay. Um so let's let's start from that understanding because a lot of a lot of what people are, are arguing about, um, is not even African. Okay, a lot of this is, is the introduction to a, of, of a foreign and an invader's mindset into these traditions, and they've all been infiltrated. And then we start arguing over these little seeds of foolishness that somebody else dropped in our traditions. Now, it's not really an issue of an Ionifa e e meeting a Lao's level. It's, it's, it's more of an issue of can e an Ianifa e go as deep as a Babalau can go high? Okay, that's the the balancing and the exchange in what we do. Uh, the woman is supposed to go deep into the mysteries. The man is supposed to go high into the light of the information. Okay, and that's why Ifa is a family based system. This whole thing where you know I jump up as a Babalawo and then cross country somebody jumps up as an Eyanifa and we're in competition—that's completely off. If I find an Eyanifa who wants to be in competition with me, and she doesn't, you know, I'm, she needs to be my partner. That's how that needs to go. If you feel you bad enough, you know, to, to, to go head to head with me, then we need to be doing readings together. People need uh-huh. to be coming to us as a unit. That's how sure. we, we've worked traditionally. This whole thing of the man controlling the spiritual arena, that comes from the introduction of Catholicism. Okay, so that's why we even have, you know, concepts like God, children and things like that. That's not how we – you go to the continent now, that's not the language that we speak over there. That's not the way we operate. So um, that type of argument – I mean, that's my answer, but I wouldn't exactly. even have a, it. Like, a person didn't come to me with that discussion. We ain't even going to have that, that talk. It, it's, that's not, it's not African. And, you know, sometimes you have to compare some of these grievances or these discrepancies – and you compare them with, with the principles of Mahat. You know, make it That's real amazing. simple. And just run down the list and say, okay, what what we're arguing about here right now, can it be resolved in the principles? And if it cannot be resolved in the principles, then it's not African. Let's leave the conversation alone.
3: Right.
2: You know, uh-huh. so, um, no, there's no competition, sis. No. Uh-huh. It's just that we're moving, we move in different directions. As Lao we move up. As Iganifa, you move down. And that's the balancing of that light and dark that we have to fulfill together.
3: That was an excellent, excellent response. Thank you. I agree. I think one of the things that we tend to miss is that balance of ma'at and that we don't take it um, back to the ancients. And we have these contemporary discussions. um, Catholicism. Is, 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 I mean, their foundation is, you know, male-only priest. So when you put that onto a system, um, an a system, then it becomes that same adaptation of male-only priest uh, right. and so on. when we look at even the awo, um, you know, the, the the owner of the mysteries in um, ancient Kemet would say shawo, which is an aspect of, uh, Maat. She's you know, on paper. It looks like say because we tend to pronounce the Ts. Um, but the Ts are silent um, when you're pronouncing it. But she is the architect of the the, the temple. She is known as the um, the. Her name means secret. Teshawo um, means secret mystery, and so on. On her on her head is a palm leaf, um, or a palm tree, or either the leaf or the tree or, or whatever. But it is a palm. And that is the foundation of um, the um, the Odoo system, and using the king is that same palm, palm nuts, and so forth. So we have a tie there, but we miss some of the fundamental concepts um, in in translation, and over time, and over history, and so on. So yeah, there is a um, there is a need to recapture pre-colonial um, and pre-missionary. <laughs> Um, African science um, So that we can restore the balance If it's not balanced And if it's not bringing about balance And wholeness and harmony and unity um, Then it's creating Conflict and dissension And it's not
1: um, in alignment With truth, period
4: hmm.
1: Okay Well, I definitely um, Am very interested In the Odu that you drew for the month because it um, really spoke to things that need to happen in terms of people taking responsibility for whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, thing that they are, you know, really uh, passionate about and, you know, taking the forerunning spot of going and fulfilling the, the, the need. If you have a, a children's program and there's a need for someone to do supervision, you you got to adhere to that too. It's all about taking responsibility for what you love and what you care about. And, you know, if you care about yourself, you care about the community. So, um, you know, it's, It's also something that um, really um, it really got to me. It really got to me, you know. So I I wanted to ask whether there was something that people could do to see what they need to get into, rather because you know there are some people I know. For myself, I want to do a lot of stuff, you know. For people who want to do something, but maybe. Eat, uh, have a duality or m- maybe multiple things they want to do. How would you say to you know to really make that one thing or could they do multiple things?
2: Mm-hmm. Well I, I'll first start by saying that this particular Odu, I'll answer that but this particular Odu is not so much speaking things that people want to do um, it's, it's more about speaking about I didn't it's not so much. Speak- oh, okay. Um, this particular is not speaking so much about things that people would like to do. It's speaking about things that they've been called to do. So now we're, we're speaking the more um, obligatory aspects of spiritual and, and communal revolution. You know, the things that need to be done that, that they've been called to do and they've been running from. Okay, this that particular Odu, because when you're dealing with, with Shah or, or Osa or Oya, a lot of times it's, you're dealing with just that wind energy. You're dealing with movement, and you're dealing with uh, a time when people are not taking things as seriously. They're moving and they're running away, you know. Um, so this that's more so what, what this Odu of the month is dealing with. So these are things that people know, you know. Um, For instance, when I was on the continent, there was a brother I was speaking to who was having a lot of trouble in his village. So he does a lot of work and brings people like me through to come and help, and it's one of the villages that, you know, I give some support and strength to. And, um, you know, in in conversation I was saying, you know, you really need to requisition for the stool in, in this village. You really need that. You know, you need to have a stool in your house because there's certain moves that you need to be able to make in this space. That only a chief can make, and he said, "Well, actually, my my family is the royal family." He said, um, "Many years ago, my grandfather sold our stool because we needed money, so we actually stole, sold our um, our royal seat." You know, so I yeah. said, "Well," and he said, "I've been getting dreams about it. and I've been thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it." So that's a, that's an example of what of what this older is speaking about, situations where you're being called to a position that you have previously ran away from, okay? Um, So now, um, in terms of your question, though, uh, how do people get in and where do people begin? You know, you always want to get in, and that's even when you're coming into consciousness. You always want to get in right where your interests meet, you know, right where the things or even your hobbies are the things that you enjoy. You want to start there. For instance, you have people who enjoy preparing food okay well that's something that's needed because you know that's that's a food is warfare you know uh the food industry it's a, it's a it's a militant industry um if you're one who enjoys crafts okay that's a place to get into you know you can go to the senior citizens' homes you know and and sit with some of the elders and do crafts and talk to them you know so you always want to start with what you enjoy don't just pick up a book on consciousness or or community building and look at necessarily um you know, oh well we need we need alternative power. we need our own land right. we need clean food. We, we certainly need those things, but um an individual can go through a certain uh burnout if they jump into a lane that may not be their lane. okay, your right. spirit is going to tell you, lane. you might just be into music. that just may be your thing. I like music, okay, well, you know that's another place to get into, you know, um supporting conscious artists, becoming a conscious artist, sharing conscious music. You know, uh, but you always want to start in where your hobbies and your interests are. That's the best way to enter into this community of um, elevated awareness. And then from there, it's going to spread out after that. You know, and don't underestimate your interests. You know, don't talk yourself down. If you just like making tea cozies, there's a place for that. You know, don't. if you like bird watching, there's a place for that. You know, don't talk down because whatever you have, You've been given by your ancestors and by the spirit who work for you, work with you to fulfill a divine need, to, to, to fulfill a divine purpose. You know, so everything you have is for the purpose and for the reason of fulfilling that destiny. So you don't want to dismiss anything that you have a love or a joy for. Dismiss nothing. See. That would be my answer. So people that are...
1: Um you know, in and 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 people that have ambiguous um, things that they are conflicted because maybe they enjoy music and they want to share their music, but maybe they also are into um, you know art, you know, you know, and and need to, to do. Do you think they need to decide on one thing? Because you could hear the calling from a lot of stuff because of where you are. And I, I, no. have, uh, because of myself as well, you know, because I could see hearing the calling for many different things,
2: you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But see, most of the time, those many different callings will fall under one umbrella. And all you have to do is source and trace it back. You know, um, you may say, okay, I like music, but I also like art. Well, first of all, music is art, you know. And then you yeah. want to start looking at situations where, well, how can I create maybe an experience where all of these things can be enjoyed? You know, well, it's not really too hard to throw a a clean spiritual uh, bimbe or tambor. Okay, I can... I can have drums and I can have music and I can have artwork on the wall from different artists. You may be in food too, you know, into food. I can have people come and do some food prep. And I can throw an event where all of these different things are represented. And that within itself creates um, a pseudo community just for the moment. You know, you might your interest may be so broad it may encompass everything that's needed for community wearing you may have an interest in militancy, you may have an interest in information archival, you may have an interest in land, you may have an interest in art, you may have an interest in medicine, and all of these calls may be strong. And that usually, when you have those type of multidimensional interests and pulls like that, it means that you're really being called to be a a chief or a coordinator of a community because a coordinator is one who's not necessarily the leader but who has an understanding of the different components that, that go into making up that community. You know, so what you can do is create experiences where that, that community idea is, is created right there in the moment. It could be in one big gymnasium that you get to see everything. You, know, you may have some people over there with a booth talking about natural food or growing food right in your, your apartment or your home or whatever. And you can have music and artwork. So, you know, you really want to look for things that are umbrellas, that um, you don't want to suppress any. Any of your um, your talents, any of your gifts, or any of your, of the color spectrum of the rainbow in which you see, you know, um, you know that's that's that idea and that energy of that ocean mare. And remember, we're dealing with all you here, so we're dealing with multicolor. So we're going across the, the color spectrum, you know, and right. going across that color spectrum. There's going to be many dimensions to the different worlds and possibilities that you can see. It's not just going to be I see the world in red. So that's my purpose. All things that are red. You know, you might see 50 different colors, (laughs) you know. So, yeah, uh, find that umbrella where you can express the full spectrum. That was inspirational. Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: You're welcome. I tell you, boy, I get on with you, and I really enjoy listening to you talk and stuff. I'm actually very sorry that I didn't get your book. Grasping the root of divine power, because it okay. sound like you know a book that you know I need to read because you know there are so many dysfunctional family relationships, and and you know as a person that does counseling that does therapy, it's very um, difficult to you know meet all the needs you know and, you know death just finding their divine power whoever they choose don't mm-hmm. have to be your bubble, whoever they choose that is a blessing if you could just share a little bit of uh some of your book with us in terms of um uh, you know starting and and you know again this is a uh, proprietary proprietary because this is your work. But what are some ways that we could, as community, tap into the resources of community to help people to, you know, get on the divine level of unity,
2: you know, the collective mm-hmm. Right. Well, the first thing when you're dealing with tapping into community resources is, is determining and identifying the actual community, you know, um, and for the most part, you know, you have to really understand and learn what a community is. It's very easy for us. We call a lot of things community, you know, and in truth, a community is self-sustaining, you know, and not only is it self-sustaining, it's self-regenerative. And uh, if it's not that, then it's not a community. It's just an assembly, you know. So one of the things that um, I focus on and not just, with the book um, Grasping the Root of Divine Power, but even with the, the work that I do, whether it be lectures, seminars, workshops, um, is community-rearing. Uh, before we, we put a lot of energy and effort into um, healing and rearing the individual or even the child, like we say, it takes a community a child, where's the community, you know? Uh, so the work really has to begin there, and identifying individuals who have a common vision, and who are on one accord with um, with some of the goals you have, and it doesn't have to be everything. Like what you just said, person doesn't have to be Europe, certainly not. You know, that's just one one little section of of the continent. You know, there's a whole lot of other stuff going on globally. You know, one of the things that we never want to do is allow ourselves to be isolated to one patch of land on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was a, a a trick by the enemy. You know, the truth is, with, with global citizens. And we can look at the entire world like a menu and say, hey, I think I want a little bit of this, a little bit, I like what they're doing over here, down there, I'm going to take a little bit of that, take a little bit take a little bit of that. You know, um, that is one of the things that we were afforded, you know, going back to what Sister was saying earlier about um, coming into this place and establishing something new. You know, one of the new things that we were able to establish was being able to break some of the paradigms of tradition that were no longer working for us. You know, when you go to the continent, there's such a strong and um, assertive respect for the elders. You know, it's really strong. Even to the point that you go to certain regions, and you'll see whole villages just just crumbling and going down to nothing because the the, the leadership of the elders is so poor. But the youth mm-hmm. are not going to rot. There's there's no like there's no there's no language like there's no statement like. Yeah, I hear that, but I'm saying you don't say that on the, con- <laughs> you know. <laughs> once you're told, once that is laid down, whatever it is, that's it. You know, you put your head down and you wait until you're dismissed from the meeting or whatever is going on. You know. Um, so here we got the opportunity to learn that phrase. Yeah, grandma, I hear you, but all do- with all due respect, I'm saying. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, which allowed us to create some some different kind of paradigms. You know, so. Uh, you know, to answer your question again, we got to start with community rearing, and you know obviously that starts with at the individual level with us being able to fix and heal ourselves and then after that it starts with family you know if we're not establishing family and and you know well i 'll use the term community you know dealing with the spiritual community um, and it goes back to the question you were asking about this these wars between Babalos and Ianifas. And And sometimes the wars are also between Babalos and Arisha priests. That's a whole other thing Mm -hmm. that happens. You know, and the truth is, if people were more focused on creating families, you wouldn't have a lot of this foolishness. You know, Ifa is a family-based system, whether people Mm -hmm. like it or not. And you've got a lot of these uh, renegades out here, you know, whether they're Bible Owls or just just Owls, period. You know, we want to even use that term. And because they don't have the understanding and the stability of family, they don't have an understanding of the importance of rearing community in this, in this time. You know, so some of the best medicine and healing um, we need at this point is understanding that we need each other. You know, we need, we need to create families. We need to join. You know, um, that egotistical onslaught sister spoke about earlier, you know, again, that comes from the imbalance of not having that high science of man, woman, child, having those families, and I know a lot of people want to define families as many different things, and you can create your own different definitions all you want, but that, but, you know, Arun, the heavens has shown us what, what family is, sun, moon, stars, and that's where the balance Mm -hmm. comes from, and Without that, these sicknesses are, are going to persist. So my answer would be, you know, um, we have to start with our personal healing before we can try to go out and save the world. And a lot of that deals with us here, um, healing the emotional body, being honest yeah. about that, scraping away ego. And then we need, to, we need to join together. You know, you have to have the reflection of your mate. Um to help you to balance out to soften your rough edges or to give you assertiveness where you need it based on your gender orientation
4: mm. you know
2: family is 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 a solution
4: that's
1: it. wow, I'll tell you Ooh, you are somebody I think that's an <laughs> important
3: point because a lot of times there are people who who do want to take up the they want to take up the sword and be the saviors of the communities, but their fundamental relationships and families are not strong. They can't get along with right. their mothers, their their mm-hmm. wives. Um, right. You know, they leave a tra- trail of you know children behind with you know no guidance and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And you know, if you want to lead a nation, start with the one in your home and your immediate <laughs> the people you can actually. And if you right. can get that together, then you can show other people how to do it. But how can right. you show someone else how to resurrect the community and the community within your home is in shambles?
2: That's right. You got it. That's right. And, 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 I, and I I would put that charge on the women, to be honest with you, because um, women really control the spiritual community, not, not just on the planet, but even not in years. the heavens. You know, that's a... Heaven is, is yin. Heaven is, is 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 feminine energy. Even the mm. the name Olodumare. Olodumare means the owner of the serpent's womb. You know. Mm. So, um, and the planet is sitting in, in 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 darkness. We're sitting in a giant womb. Womb. So, you know, um, the spiritual kingdom and reality is is that's that's yin. That's feminine energy. There's no doubt about that. You know. Um. So that's kind of reflected here on the planet. But man. And when I say man, masculinity, male, brings order to the chaos of heaven's spiritual community. Okay, so Mm -hmm. that's not to disregard the role and the function of men in the spiritual community because someone has to bring order to it, you know. um, But through that chaos, we have creation. Without without chaos, there is no creation, okay. So with Mm -hmm. men, there's order, but nothing gets produced or created, okay. But... um, I, put, I say I put that charge on the women because for the most part, you, whether you go to the Orisha community, Ifah community, or just the spiritual, conscious, metaphysical community, you mainly will see women. You know, it's mainly women. And I think women have to start putting a different standard on those who are coming forth as leaders, even in the church. You know, um, I'm not going to your lecture. If you, if, you know, you're going to talk to me about community building and, and children and family and you don't have a mate. You know, that's that's just suspicious. Something, something's wrong there. You know, and if women would take that standard now and look at a lot of the quote-unquote, because a lot of these leaders are are Internet leaders anyway. They're just on YouTube and stuff, you know. But if they take that standard and they look, you know, yeah, it would cause the men to rise up to a different reference point. Because whatever it is that the sisters set, we'll rise up to it. You know, women say, I'm not coming to your event because, you know, at your age, let's say you're 40, you're 50, you're 60 years old, and you have right. no mate, you have no children, something looks wrong here. I'm not coming right. to this, you know, then that would help to change the standard, I feel. I agree. I mean, I've said that to a
3: lot of sisters. To me, you're suspect when you're 50 years old and you've never been married and you don't have any children. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But that is something, you know, I've I mentioned but the other thing is, is that, you know, you're right, many of the communities, the, the greatest portion of the communities are women. And right. many women still uphold men in leadership positions that mm-hmm. they oppress them in that regard. So as we relate to the uh, um situation, you know, I've, I've asked some sisters, you know, just like I could never be a part of the Catholic Church, well, for multiple reasons. Um, anytime I'm excluded by either being a woman or being um, a person of color, that's a problem. Why would you embrace an African community that will not allow you to fulfill your greatest your greatest potential? I'm not understanding that, you know. Um, and I mean that, that's just me. I'm not understanding that. As a woman, you're allowing someone to tell you that your potential is only at this level when the Odoo clearly says otherwise. If a man got the same Odoo, then they would be initiated in this way, and yet because you're a woman, somehow that doesn't apply. Why do we uphold these standards as women um, in these communities? If you were to say, okay, well, I'm, I'm I'm moving on to a different place where I can fulfill my own potential, um, my you know, as I am deemed by destiny to do so. So, you know, you are right, uh, too many of us sisters are too um, complacent in asking the right questions, standing our ground. Um, Well, one of the things
2: with that is, one of the things, sis, is that we have to stop thinking that our greatest potential is sparked and stimulated by initiations. Sure. That's not, that's not, you know, the initiations are are wonderful experiences. They help tremendously. And you're speaking to someone who is initiated. So I'm not speaking yeah. from outside and, you know, so I'm, I'm not coming from that perspective. But what I, I certainly am saying is that a lot of these people who are speaking about you need to get this initiation, you can't get initiate this initiation, they don't even have their proper initiations themselves.
4: Oh. You know,
2: um, so one of the things that we have to, you know, stop being so dependent on, is that it is, are those external influences, especially as women? And I would I would urge all women who are listening to take a to take a hint from Hindi culture, and and take a little time to study tantra, you know, it's when you get a moment. And one thing that you'll find out, you know, because this goes again again with the misinterpretations. Um, in ancient times, tantra wasn't taught to women, women women didn't go to the schools and didn't go to the to the, to the, uh, the masters to learn Tantra. And it was not because they were forbidden to learn Tantra, but it was always considered that women were Tantra. They were the Tantric energy. So men had to go to study Tantra because men had more ego than women did, so they had to break through that ego in order to tap into that Shakti Shiva energy, that Tantra energy. So now let's take it to our European culture. You know, a lot of... You know, cultures will say, or a lot of Elias will say, well, women can't see o-do. Okay, and they misinterpret things. Women are the o Okay, uh, so yes. you might get a reading that comes up, and I might get the same exact reading. They say, I need to get initiated to a Bible out. They say, you ain't getting nothing. Well, it's not that you're not getting anything. You already have it. I'm the one that has to go through the veil and the growth to go get it. But unfortunately, it's not worded like that. Because like those Catholic systems, we have now become afraid of our women. We even call our Ajay, we call witches, and we call them witches, and we get scared when somebody says witch or the Iyami, you know. And even talk about it. Shh, don't talk
4: about it. Don't say it to them anymore. Right, don't
2: don't say their name, Iyami or Soronga. No, leave it alone. You know, without understanding, again, well, just align yourself with a witch. Because I say all women are witches anyway. So, so whether you want to talk about it anyway, you know, they're they surrounding us. So, you know, align yourself with them, but don't be afraid. So it's the same thing in which you're speaking about. And I'm just, you know, not just, you know, speaking to you, but just any woman who's listening, you know, to hear it from a man's mouth. You have Odu. Okay? So don't let some, some man come and usurp your power like that. You know, and that's one of the problems. A lot of A lot of you are way, way, way too submissive to these Baba Lao's. you know, especially sure. some of you who have husbands, okay? Now, throughout this entire conversation, I have not required and I don't even want anybody to call me Baba. When I got on the phone, I said, no, you can just call me Yuya, okay? So th- there's, there's a certain um, energy that even comes with that, that title, Baba, and I will tell you in Nigeria, you don't necessarily call Baba Lao's Baba, that's not Baba is, is reserved for other people, and they're usually a lot older than the Baba lads that you see here in the states. Mm-hmm. If we really want to talk about the actual culture, you know, okay. so stop giving away your power. <laughs> say it, say it. Don't 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 give away your power to someone who's telling you you can't get initiation or you can't get your head washed. By don't worry about all of that. You 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 know initiations um, are needed for certain people and at certain times, you know, but they give you a battery pack. In reality, if you were stranded on an island by yourself and you had no one to come and put gin on you and scrub your head and take you through the actual process, you could still get it. You could still reach that that highest potential. It will be a lot harder, but you can still do it. Absolutely.
4: Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. That's like the roots of power. And I yeah. did read the book. <laughs> oh, okay. I did read your book, and I did enjoy it. And I think it's a um, it's a wonderful contribution. I like the way that it was written, and um, clear, plain language, and um, how you present both yourself um and the book, as well as I've, I've checked out some of your videos as well um, mm-hmm. on uh, Udemy I Think Academy. So. Um, it's a great book. It really, really is. It's a good foundational book and I'm always talking about, you know, we need good foundational books about, you know, the culture and so on that are not, um, too complex. Sometimes we get so deep in the mm-hmm. culture we forget about the everyday person just walking in and talking right. language and they're like, what? Huh? What? They get lost mm-hmm. before they even start. <laughs> you know, I, right. I asked, uh, someone asked a question about, well, how can I learn more about this lifestyle, right? And some of the responses are the posters. Oh, don't call it a lifestyle. It is our culture. It's our way. You know, they got into all of it to be philosophical. And all the other wanted to right. know is we I find some basic information to help me understand. Where what do I
2: start? <laughs> so, Where do I put my uh, foot
3: down? Yeah, yeah, I did enjoy uh, because of those things and the and divination and so on. So real basic things that are presented very clearly and
2: in a precise way um, that support the overall development of a person themselves. I I appreciated that. Oh, good. Thanks. I I do appreciate the, uh, the review. (laughs) Sometimes others can do it better, better than I can. And you know, that, that, um, execution to say things simply has been my, my own course, personal course of study. I'm, I'm on what I call the the Bob Marley and Fela Kuti way. And what Mm -hmm. I really try to do in my work, you know, when you listen to Bob Marley or you listen to Fela Kuti, they explain some very complex subjects and topics Mm -hmm. in a way that a five-year-old can understand. So when I write or when I speak, I try to do it in that. I take a cue from them. I invoke their spirit when I write. And I try to write things in a way where everyone, a child, so you can give this book to your 10-year-old child, and they can they can tap into that power. A lot of times people write and they speak in a way where they're striving for such profundity that mm-hmm. really they just make, they show how stupid they actually are. By making you feel stupid with certain words, they show that they really don't have a grasp on the information. Right. You
3: know. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I write this in way. And, I, you know, in my writing, I thought at some point, well, maybe they're just too simple and otherwise but what I'm told, um, at least since is hey, you gotta go to where the people are. It's not about you know trying to make them figure out where you are. You know more in that regard and you have a wider perspective so you go where they are and you start with what they know. And you go mm-hmm. back to that form as opposed to trying to look all, you know, um, um, wise and, and, and right. all knowing and all that ego. That's all ego. I wanna look this certain way or whatever. Are you trying to impress them with what you think you know, or are you trying to really share with them and empower them with what they need to know and what they're searching for? Then that That's becomes right. you know, the difference. It's not about me. I don't really care how you get it, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but you get it. So, you, as get teacher, it. I, you know, I explain things 10 different ways <laughs> to see, you know, one of those ways you might get, you might grasp, um, and that's kind of the same thing that I do at Spirit Rising and I, I rarely mention anything regarding um, any deep spiritual concept in terms of the Divis name but I keep very fundamental and advanced principles. I just never mention it. You go through the whole tree of life, but still never know it necessarily just by reading the book. You have to know mm-hmm. that that is the tree of life and those are the copys teachings, teaching. Those are how they apply to African principles and all of those things, but I skip all of that and just deal with every day, and that's important because those who are already, quote, unquote, half conscious, they're at least searching, they're looking. It's those people who are searching but don't know that they're searching and those people Mm -hmm. who are uh, just trying to figure out, you know, something. What's, What's this all about? Those are the people who still are trying to wake up.
2: Right. Right. And they can be intimidated by Absolutely. by all the lyricism and all the wordiness and, and the and the whimsical phrases, they can be intimidated and scared off back into something else that's much more simpler like Jesus is on the main line, he'll make it all mm-hmm. right, just hold on to the mm-hmm. morning light. That's that's real easy to I can memorize that. <laughs> you know. Wait, so oh we end God. up
3: okay. <laughs> we end up losing right. people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and
3: they do. They look and they're like, okay, I don't know what that is. I don't know what I'm getting into. It, it actually promotes more fear in many ways because if they already have some basic misunderstandings of what the practice is, and that's more by, right. why I don't know what I'm getting into. I don't know what this is all about. And there's all this fear and mystery and all of these things that are talked about that maybe I just need to pull out. Um and it's, it's, it's sad because it will you know it, it promotes sometimes that fear and that'll kick in long before the uh, the actual process of, of of knowing and understanding happens. Right. And um, you know, or you know, you have those that are promoting a, a letter guided more by their ego, which then undermines some of the core spiritual principles <laughs> um, before mm-hmm. people can even get you know their feet where They they abuse the power. They abuse the knowledge. The information. Um, and then that also becomes a turn and
1: um dislays people as well so um it's you know it's it's just a process that's right that's right well, yeah. we only have uh, a few a few minutes left, so I want to give both of you an opportunity to share your information again um, you yeah uh, I have definitely enjoyed you so much and um, I know we set up so you could come back once a month so that um, we can uh, get all due from you and also talk about these kinds of things because I think a lot of men are afraid you know to talk about these things because they get so angry with it you know and we can't get angry it's not a His or her is really a balance, and, you know, we need to get over it so that we can talk about consciousness raising and people really doing what they need to do. The Odoo you gave was wonderful, and I I hope you have it written down somewhere. Otherwise, I have to listen to this about ten times to (laughs) write
2: Well, you know, this is an oral tradition, yeah, so... <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I didn't mark it down, so, you know, it, it was oral, so, you know. <laughs> but it's
1: wonderful, I said, it's wonderful. You know, I give thanks for both of y'all, because um, this has been an enlightening hour of power, hour plus and power, because it's over an hour, but it's just magnificent when you get on... I really have been trying to get other guests as dynamic as you are. And um, thanks be to God that uh, I was able to link with uh, Dr. Ayala. It's just a a wonderful uh, connection. So I give thanks for that. So I'm so excited. Uh, So give us your information and then, um, Dr. Ayala, you can give yours
2: okay, well, uh of course, my name is uh yuya Hassan Anu, and um I, you know i'm if it's a word, i'm Googleable, so you can googleize me, but um I can always be reached at uh, the sadulu house dot com which is the name of my school s a d u l u h o u s e for those who want to take classes. um I also have a site by the name of arishareligion.com, dot com O r i s h a religion dot Orisha Religion, and um, you know anyone who's you know more on, on the phone tip, you know uh, you can always call in and someone from my team will uh, respond at one eight hundred I New Living, that's one eight hundred I New Living one eight hundred two six eight five four eight four I New Living, and uh, I can be reached through any of any of those mediums. As well as my, I have a personal site, haruassan.com. My last name is spelled A-S-S-A-A-N.com. You might want to
3: tell
2: them that Haru
1: is H-R-U. Yes, H-R-U.
2: Haru is spelled. So it's H-R-U-A-S-S-A-A-N. And you can find me. I see. Thank you,
3: and I am Ayele Kumari, and I can be found at com. and that is A-Y-E-L-E-K-U-M-A-R-I. Um, I Um, I have a Facebook page with the same name, so you can also find me there. And uh, my number is three one four eight two seven heal, as in heal your mind, heal your body. H-E-A-L. Laura four three two five. So.
1: Three one four eight two seven four three two five. 314-827-4325. Ashe. so I give thanks and I thank you guys for coming on and making this a, a magnificent hour of power. And I just um, hope to see, can we, we do this again the first uh, Sunday of the month? Because this way, you know. I have
2: scheduled it out that way, so. Well, well I know you're in touch with, with um, Please. you know, my people will handle my, yeah, handle my, my calendar, so I'm sure they'll accommodate whatever y'all work out. Well, my that's, next that's, that thing is
1: to meet you in person, so I'm going to try to come to something because okay. you really are a powerful um and i know you you, you burned this for me is baba because you are seeing things in balance you are coming from the aspect of truth and understanding light and bringing up a new understanding to the planet and that's what we need so i said and um you know we need we need this discussion we need this dialogue so people will not be afraid to seek out the spiritual high higher self. Oh, uh, thank you. Well I'm here, sis. I say. And I and I will be in touch with you. Um okay. your people do uh stay in touch with me, it's just um I have to follow up as well. So I gotta do a best job with that. Dr Ayala, I see you in the Facebook. Yep. And, Absolutely
3: you. <laughs> For those those women who are interested, you can look up the Facebook group, Birth of a Goddess, Um, if you're on Facebook, and you can also find me there. It is for women only, um, but if you are interested, then that's another way to uh, reach me and to get more information um, about the primordial mothers and the divine feminine energy and their mystery.
1: Okay. Okay, so... I give thanks and I thank you both for sharing all this wealth and knowledge. And I look forward to our next meeting, where we'll be together again and sharing the information that makes life sweeter for all of us. Absolutely. Okay. Good all right. Thanks. All right. All right. i good. Thanks. Hold up. That's until we meet again. Thank you, listeners. Your love, appreciated, and sort of every step of the way. So we're gonna get through this together, I
0: should Unity that brings us together.